Welcome to the Grind Season Podcast. I'm your host, Saint. Uh, I don't know what episode we're on. I'm going to keep it real. I haven't stepped in front of this mic and recorded one of these in a long time. I feel like it's been months at the very least. I know I haven't talked about the Drake album yet. I haven't talked about... I think I'm, I might have talked about... I think I talked about Kendrick. But there's been a lot of stuff that feels old now that... That happened after the last episode I made as of right now, which is so we'll get into all that. And I also want to talk about um, what's going on in baseball right now. And uh, football just started, actually, at the time I'm saying this football started like a couple a couple days ago. Um, so the first games have been played and stuff like that. Um, I guess I can briefly touch on the Drake album. I just I mean, if you know anything about me and my music taste. I, you'll know that I don't, I didn't love it, I mean, I listened to it, I mean, I wouldn't say I skimmed it, but I did definitely didn't listen to the whole thing, it was like, somewhere, somewhere in between, like a, a happy gray area, I guess, because like, here's the thing about me, like, I am okay with branching out in my, you know, in, in the type of stuff I listen to, I can, I can keep an open mind, so when it comes to this like house music um i understand why some people like it and then there's there's the crowd that just like it because it's drake but there are some people that actually like it and i can respect that um i can respect the latter not the former but you know it's just not for me and i feel like if drake um I don't know, like, maybe he hooked up with different producers, he did something different, like, the concept, I feel like, is not inherently flawed, it's just, like, the execution was not there, um, I couldn't tell you one song, the name of one song from Honestly, Nevermind, um, first, because it's been so long, it's been, like, six months or something like that, and also that I just don't like it, so, um, there's that, but that's, that's really all I can say about it, because, again, it's been a while, I didn't listen to it again, um, in in other news, um, my thoughts on the Kendrick album have not changed. In fact, this it's it's just on it's a stinker for me. Like I'll be real, like I don't listen to any songs from Mr. Morale. Um, I added one to my playlist. It's the one with Kodak. It's called Silent Hill. And when I first listened to it, I thought like, oh, this is pretty good. Like this is all right. Like this is not going to be something like I'm a beat excited to listen to over and over like uh, like oh fuck silent hill that's a bang that's like it's not it was never going to carry my playlist but i at least felt like you know okay at least there's one off this album that i can you know i can get down to like like i fuck with it but you know as time went along i just i yeah i can't do it like the this is another one where i would say the same thing the concept is there the concept is solid, but the execution, I feel like, it's either that he doesn't care about the execution in in the sense that, like, he doesn't, he doesn't care how the public perceives it, and it's more of a passion project, which, knowing Kendrick, I think that's more likely, and I have no problem with that, and the other less likely possibility is that it's just kind of a flop, which I, you know, I have a hard time saying that about Kendrick but it's possible it's definitely possible so it didn't do crazy numbers I don't think I mean obviously made him some money it did some numbers but 
for the the first Kendrick album in like four years, you know, you think you you'd expect more. That's all. So that's 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 what I have to say about that. And it's been so long since I made since I recorded one of these episodes. I don't know what albums I haven't touched on yet. I feel like there's quite a few at least. Um, oh, did did Jid have a new one? I believe Jid dropped. You know what? I listened to like some of it. And oh oh Joey Badass drop, of course. So that's another big one that I was waiting for. Two thousand dropped. I actually did fuck with it. I fuck with it a lot. I I was kinda scared after hearing um his single The Revenge that it was gonna be like that. So it's 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 kind of like I went into it not expect it's the opposite of Kendrick and Drake. I went into it not expecting to be impressed and then I was impressed. So 2000, I feel like it's a very solid album from start to finish. I just, if if I, if there was one thing missing, and this is also something that I feel like it was missing from 1999 too, which is almost a perfect album in my opinion. It's like a catchier song, not a hit. There's a difference, not a radio hit, but just something that like you can, like with a, like a solid structure, verse hook verse hook verse that type of thing and joey on 1999 he didn't really do that there was a couple songs that were like that but then there's also a lot of songs which again which i fuck with all these songs there's not a song on 1999 that i would genuinely say i dislike and i wouldn't listen to but it's more like i'm just i feel like it's missing that one piece that if he had that not even i wouldn't even say i'm talking about like a commercial catchy just um, something you can latch onto and like, you know, wrap around your friends type of thing. Like, and you know, put on the car and that that type of thing. Drive around to you know. It's not really that type of music. I mean, it could it could be if you want to make it that vibe. And it, yeah, it definitely could be. But I feel like that's what was missing from nineteen ninety nine. If there was anything, and if there's something missing from two thousand, it's that. I just feel like it's missing that that hit in quotation because I, as i explained i don't really mean hit as in commercial hit but yeah um but it was really good i i was surprised to hear um uh a sample of uh the men i trust song show me how Quebecois, by the way shout out um which i actually covered that song a while ago like last year but yeah so he just i guess they just took a loop of it and sped it up, and he rapped over it, and it was, it worked, you know, it, like, if that's an idea I had, I personally wouldn't make it, because I think it would sound trash, but then he, he executed really well, I think, I think it was a good idea, you know, yeah, good execution on that song, so overall, 2000, really solid, and, um, yeah, so I went into it, and I was thinking, oh, it's gonna, it's about to be, like, like, K.O.D., because, and Middle Child wasn't even on KOD, but you know what I mean, like, that's what that single sounded like, and people were talking about it on Reddit, like, he probably did that deliberately, because, but the piece that they're missing from their perspective, but I can, I can speak to as, as someone that's tried to touch the same kind of, not niche, but like, same audience, is that when you make the type of music that Joey Badass makes in the 21st century, which sounds weird to say, but Real, let's like let's be realistic like 
it's it's hard to cap it's hard to capture this the audience like let's okay let me change my example it's hard to capture let's say people like your friends people in your community like just ordinary people that listen to good music with boom bap nowadays like in this decade it's hard to do that because that's not what people are used to listening to like everyone's heard Pac, everyone's heard biggie but like that's not for a lot of people for a lot of rap listeners like for a good portion boom bap is not really in the rotation like it's not in circulation so it can be it can be hard to kind of get people's walls down and just get them to um yeah get them to be open-minded about what you're saying because it hits but you have to get them to that point to listen to it anyways because more times you send a track to you send a track to like what your cousin your friend whatever they're gonna listen for like 10 seconds if they think it's trash they're gonna think it's trash if they think it's good they'll listen so that's that i mean that's just how it is and maybe those 10 seconds were trash and then the second verse you like put so much work into that second verse it's one of the best verse you ever written they never listen to it because you just have to you have to get them from the jump because people attention span are so so short so you kind of have to that's that that's the challenge that you face with making the type of music that joey badass makes so that is why i think he made the revenge and that's why i think cole made middle child and hear me out so when i was thinking like when i back when i still like was actively releasing songs um I was trying to think, like, how can I capture the 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 middle of the metaphorical Venn diagram of of these audiences that I want to capture? I want to be played like in the community type of thing, like around like my peers. So I was thinking, like, I want to remain true to my, I want to remain true to my craft, which is like, you know, boom bap kind of soulful beats type thing on one side and then on the other side you know what kind of music they listen to which is the heavy drill which is the you know the little tjs and little uzis and of the world type of thing you have that sound which is you know all kind of similar and then you have kind of the opposite when it comes to rap and what i was what my comfort zone was which is boom bap and still is i'd say um and working with you know boom bap beats so it's it's like it's hard so when you look at that and i was thinking how do i get him in the middle and then you just come i came to the conclusion that maybe a song like middle child so it's it's unmistakably a trap beat but you're not but the lyrics but what you're talking about excuse me is very different than what you know, for example, drill or little TJ, right? It's a it's a happy medium. You're being you, you have these rhyme schemes, you're saying all this, but the beat, the overall foundation is not in your comfort zone. So that's what I think that's what I wanted to do to capture the middle. So then when I look at what Cole did with Middle Child, maybe he want maybe he wanted to capture both. And then when I look at what Joey Badass did with The Revenge, I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to remain relevant in today's music scene and come out with, you know, um, come out with a trap beat, basically, 
but he wanted to remain true to himself also because he knew he doesn't want to sell out. So, oh, I'm going to talk about what I usually talk about just over the chat beat. So that's how I would explain that if I was. And I feel like that's a perspective that I can offer that people that raise the discussion on Reddit and stuff like that. And on Instagram, they can't they don't really see it in that way. But that's kind of how I see it. Right. So, yeah, that's that's my take on Joey. And um, I wish they would drop that Capital Steez album. I don't know if it's a full album. I don't know if it's like we don't really know. I don't know if he's talked about it. Um, Capital Steez, if you don't know, was part of pro era. He was on 1999, back in the day, um, and tragically, he killed himself, um, I want to say, 10 years ago, 9, 10 years ago. So, he has some songs, obviously, left over that we haven't heard, and the speculation is that there's there was a near-completed album, something like that, that Joey has possession of. I don't know where Steve's family is and all this, I don't. Maybe it's not a factor. Maybe they know Joey personally. I don't really know. But there's there's that to think about. Like, There's this probably really good collection of songs just sitting in Joey's hard drive somewhere. I think that's really interesting. Um, and sometimes when I do these episodes, it's like I find little stuff like that, like Steve's album, that it would be a good video essay, which are really popular right now. Like... And there's a certain style I like where they kind of keep um, this atmosphere that's um, almost mysterious in a way. Like, you don't know what's going to happen next. Like, they keep you very intrigued till the very end. And I feel like with a lot of random subjects that I touch on, like um, House of Balloons, like Steez's album that never came out, I feel like I could talk about that in itself as, as its own content. So... I have lots of stuff to think about going forward. I want to apply to um, like media, media, like programs in the media field, journalism field, type of thing, um, for uni. And I feel like having. I've just been thinking like I feel like having some sort of online presence in in terms of like a cre- like from a creative standpoint, like making quality content, not. You know, your clickbaity YouTube challenge, fucking, what's it called? Where you mukbang shit. Like, not like that. Just, like, really quality content type of thing. Um, I feel like I, I just, I want to establish myself with something like that before entering school. I think that would be beneficial. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not in terms of, of, like... Oh, putting on my application. Oh, I'm big on YouTube, but more more as a showcase of like uh, of my creative palette in a sense. Like this is what I this is what I can do. So I've I've just been thinking about that, and I feel like there's a bunch of places I can branch off of. This podcast is one, the YouTube channel is another, or I could start from scratch with something else. But the YouTube channel would definitely be the easiest because I already have a foundation there. I have I'm getting regular views on you know, quite a few videos, and it's definitely something to think about. I've been wanting to, yeah, just just sit down and write, like, a script for a video, yeah, on a, t- on a for example, on a subject, like, oh, Steez's album that never came out. Another one I start, I actually started writing was um, about the 1994, like, it would just be titled, Would the 1994 Montreal Expos Have Won the World Series? And I would, like, dissect it, go into the stats, all that, like, uh, 
um, like like John Bois, uh, Secret Base, Dorktown, Dave Steep, if you know what I'm talking about. Sort of like that. Um, yeah, so I sat down, I started writing it, and I just feel like I don't, I know how to make it engaging on paper to read, but to translate it into like film, like a video is not something I have experience in. Um, so it's it's going to be a learning curve, but that's something I eventually want to establish when I have when I have like ample time to do that. And in theory, I know how I would put together the visuals, but I know there's an easier way. I know whatever software these people are using to make their shit is probably more simple than I realize. So I don't know. Any video I've ever made where I have to splice multiple things together has been on iMovie since I've never paid for no software. Um, have I paid for FL? I didn't pay for FL. I got it um, on on like a little hard drive thing or something. Maybe I paid for it. Maybe I paid someone for it. I don't know. I don't use FL though. Anyways, so that's, yeah, that's definitely something to think about. It's something to watch out for in the future. I also wrote a script and like, I'm just like, I'm into like a whole bunch of random shit. So, if I was to make videos like that, I feel like it would definitely be, it would not be, I would not be able to contain it to, oh, this is my channel about music, or, oh, this is my channel about, about baseball, or, oh, this is my channel about whatever. Like, I'm just, like, I want to talk about so much stuff that it would almost be easier to, like, create different series or something. So, yeah. Um, I have... Um, just to switch subjects for one second, I have the MLB standings on my screen right now. And as I'm looking, I realize that we're only a half game back of Tampa. And then how... Actually, let me see the wild card. Let me see how we're doing in the wild card. Oh, sorry. We're a half game behind Tampa in the wild card. Oh, and, and Seattle. So Seattle. So we lost to Texas tonight. Seattle won. I believe Tampa won. Oh no, Tampa lost. New York beat Tampa again. That's interesting. Okay, so I think I have to sneeze right now. Um, oh, let me. Okay, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. All right, so yeah, that's the wild card. Okay, so here's the thing with baseball right now. The AL is. I could see anyone taking... Okay, the divisions are not even a lock. First of all, let's start there. The divisions are not a lock. Houston in the AL West is a lock. The Astros will win the AL West. They might even clinch soon. Not sure. Cleveland is... As it stands right now, how far is Cleveland ahead of the White Sox? Um, Cleveland is two and a half games ahead of... The White Sox, I believe. Yeah, that's yes, that's what it says. So, that's not a lock either. The White Sox have been very mediocre all year, but it's a trash division. It's the Comedy Central, so, and also the NL Central is even worse. So there's that. Um, so that's not a lock either. Minnesota, I would probably rule them out at this point. Not that they couldn't theoretically catch up, like rationally, but it's also that. If you really just think about it, like they haven't been performing at that level in a while. They have talent on the team. It's just that I don't see this as a playoff team. So yeah, I don't know. I just 
I just I don't see them I don't see them in contention. Even though they're you know, they're four point five games back of, of of the division lead. I just I don't see them challenging for a wild card at all. And I don't see them winning the division. So I think I would rule Minnesota out at this point. And obviously the East is an absolute bloodbath. Um, who would who would have known the Red Sox are at the bottom? Like that is actually wild. Um, you have Baltimore, which is currently the Orioles are five and a half games back with Toronto, and we are in sole possession of the third wild card spot. Um, which and this is interesting. So with the new playoff format now, so before it was whatever. Now you have three wild card teams in each division. So and then the sixth seed, the sixth seed will play the division winner in the AL with the worst record. So if the playoffs were to start right now, <clears throat> excuse me, this hour, we would be playing Cleveland, I believe in Cleveland, which isn't terrible. It's doable. Here's what you don't want to happen. Absolutely not. You don't want to have Tampa get the first wild card you Toronto get the second wild card and then they play each other you're playing Tampa in the trop you're playing all two three games in the trop that is that's a that's exactly what you don't want to happen so i feel like it would either what we want is the first wild card spot and have Tampa be the last or the opposite so we can play Cleveland or whoever or maybe the White Sox who knows um the fifth seed is really what we don't want. Um, and first, first seed in the wild card. I don't mean seed overall. I just mean sorry. I just mean place in the wild card. I feel like six seed is actually the easiest route to the ALCS. Now the problem with the Blue Jays is I don't. I see a lot of glaring problems, or not glaring problems, kind of small problems that could easily avalanche into a bigger thing like the blue jays this year have kind of been like it looks like a house of cards to me because on if you look at it from above it looks like the roster looks crazy the lineup looks crazy but then you actually watch a game that's i feel like on paper the jays are like top five in the league top six at the least if you just look at the lineup but then you watch a game None of these guys are ever hot at the same time. It's either Springer is hot and Chapman is hot and fucking Tapia or whatever. Or they're hitting like 100 for a week and then Vladdy is going off and then Vladdy is cold again. They're never all on at the same time. And then the pitching oftentimes has carried them. But when when most of them are cold at the same time and then the pitching shits the bed, like... I'd say Manoa is you're not gonna Manoa's not gonna get blown the fuck up. Like you're not gonna see six, seven runs out of Manoa. But Gosman is getting Gosman is getting hit. Right? Barrios has been getting slaughtered all year. Kikuchi is not even in the rotation anymore. Who's the other guy? Mitch White has been subpar at best. Um I'm missing one. Ross Stripling has actually been very good. So actually I would put him in the same category in terms of in terms of consistency as Manoa and Manoa is consistently elite Manoa will get you there Ross is a step behind I feel like sometimes usually you'll get like a run two runs three runs but you're getting six in 
uh, excuse me, you're getting six innings out of Stripling. That's that's it. That's there's nothing else to say about it. Five six innings, two three runs. So he's you know what you're getting. When you send Barrios out there, you could be getting seven innings, one run ball, ten strikeouts, or you could be getting one inning, seven runs, zero strikeouts. It's it's very much um, it's janky. It's a janky roster. I'll be honest with you. Like it's it's it would take a couple bad weeks to for Baltimore and even like the White Sox to overtake them. Like, if like out of fourteen games, if they had a stretch where they lost like eleven, which has probably happened this year already, like they would be probably solidly out of the playoffs at this time. Whereas even you take the Yankees, which have been doing absolutely fucking terribly for like three, four months now, maybe three months, um, they lose eleven games. They're probably still in the wild card in the last spot, or just like a couple games back of Baltimore or something. Like that's crazy. Like we don't have that wiggle room. That the I mean the Yankees have been playing like absolute garbage for a while, and they're still in the division lead as of right now. So it's you know it's something it's something to think about. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about the. I don't think. I, oh fuck! I don't think I have anything to say about the National League, just because I don't. I don't really watch National League games, although I have been following. Um, Albert Pujols, Pujols hit uh, number 697 tonight, or sorry, earlier today. He is officially fourth all-time um, Major League home runs. He passed A-Rod, thank God, fuck that guy. A-Rod, I mean, not Albert, love Albert. Um, so that's that's something to celebrate, I think. I personally think he gets 700. They have like 20, 21, 22 more games. If they start him like half the time, he gets uh, a good amount, like 70, 80 at bats, something like that. Something like that. Oh, that's that. Actually, that would be if they start him like every game. So let's say he gets like 40, 50 more at bats. The way he's been playing, I still think he gets 700. I think he hits seven. And the Cardinals, they're playing like. They're playing Pittsburgh, like, a bunch more times. And Pittsburgh fucking sucks right now. So, yeah. Pittsburgh is actually... Pittsburgh and Washington have been eliminated from the playoffs mathematically as of today. So, I think Oakland has been gone for a while. And then Detroit was eliminated either today or yesterday. So, it's... I mean, the season is coming to an end. And, like I said, the Blue Jays have zero wiggle room. But... I will update on that soon and not be gone for a couple months again. But that is going to be all for this episode of the Grind Season Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Come back soon. We'll see. I don't know. Um, Yeah, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.